worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Chombo Zika, 1480 WHBC. Welcome back into the program here. Uh, Going to talk about topic here that... Quite frankly, I didn't ever think we'd we'd get to this topic in high school sports, but there's been a lot of things in sports that I didn't think we'd get to, and this is just one of them. And uh, joining us on the phone right now is the executive director of the National Federation of State High School Associations, Dr. Curris Niehoff. Dr. Niehoff, how are you this morning? Hi, John. Doing well. It's great to be connected with you again. Hope your audience is doing well in addition to that. Yeah, same with you. Hope you're doing well and, and hope things are, are well with uh your mother as well, and, and thanks Thank for joining you. after yesterday where I know you weren't able to. So um, let's get into this discussion about name, image, and likeness. I know that, that this has kind of gone across your table a little bit recently, and it's kind of gone across the NFHS's table a little bit recently. So tell me where you guys have had this discussion and, and kind of what you guys have said so far. Yeah, well, it's certainly gone across a lot of tables. I like that metaphor there, and it's gone fast. So uh, we have uh, 22 states that have enacted legislation already for collegiate athletes, another 13 with some pending legislation. So the collegiate space has really taken off with NIL access to benefits and such. In the high school space, we haven't seen a lot of energy there in terms of legislative language. So there seems to be a focus really on what happens at the collegiate level, which is good from our perspective. Now, we don't have our head in the sand. We know that there are a lot of high school age student athletes that are tremendously talented, have amazing social followings, are playing outside of their high school in high level elite uh, programs, and have access to relationships with agents and even professional contracts, which are starting to become a little bit more public. So um, what we're saying is that um, if, if there's a high school student athlete with that kind of talent, and they're exposed to potential opportunities for NIL. First and foremost, we want them to be very careful, that they need to understand that if they're playing for their high school as well as for an outside club, for example, they need to pay attention to rules and regulations in the state association um, about amateurism because each state association has those rules. Um, Those rules by far are designed to kind of protect the high school locker room, the high school culture uh, around sports um, from professional relationships. So we are, we are very concerned that there would be legislation someday that would allow high school student athletes playing for their state association member school to enter into professional contracts. If the high school age student has an opportunity to do that, we just hope that it's outside of wearing that high school uniform. And then if they do enter into those contracts, we hope that they are engaged with um, very upstanding agents or financial educational advice, all sorts of support that would make sure that relationship develops with the best interest of that young person in mind. Those are kind of the talking points that we're sharing at this time. 
Yeah, well, and, and, and at a point, too, there, Dr. Niehoff, I mean, you start to view these athletics. You look at college for years. That has been viewed as amateur athletics. You look at, you know, the, the high school ranks. It's amateur athletics. At what point do you get worried about the lines between amateur athletics and professional athletics being blurred? Yeah, and that's that's really one of the essential questions. So we know that high school student-athletes, 95% or more, depending on the, the certain sport, will not go on to play in college. So a very small percentage of high school student-athletes have that prowess, have that desire to go on and continue competitive athletics. So that's one of the main differences. We don't recruit kids into high school student-athlete status based on talent necessarily. Generally, for the most part, they go to the high school that's in their, their geographic community. Um, there are certainly high school academies that tend to be private schools where um, ability in a sport is sort of central to their choice to, to, look, to locate in that area. But those are much fewer. At the collegiate level, they've already been identified as potential student athletes. They've got some talent. They've been watched for a while. They've likely been recruited. Um, so it's a very different pathway toward intercollegiate competition versus interscholastic. Um, and that's where we hope we can remember. These are different age groups. The mission of high school sports is a little bit more altruistic, I think. It's about learning. It's about growth and development, certainly learning the, the skills of the sport, but the life lessons, the, the relationship with teammates, with the coach, the role that their identity plays in the culture of the school overall um, is, is much more, I, I'd say, wholesome in its intent, whereas at the collegiate level, they've been identified. You're, the purpose, one of the purposes in coming here, will be to identify as a student athlete. Um, and, and there's the recruiting and the money and the things that are already in place. So um, it's a little different already out of the gate. Yeah, and 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 I guess I think about it like this: is Dr. Carissa Niehoff, the executive director of the National Federation of State High School Associations, is my guest. I, I think about it like this: we have. Obviously, a couple of teams here in Stark County that when I think of them, Maslin being the one that really comes to mind. But, you know, people in that town love and worship the football team. So I could absolutely see their quarterback having a jersey that he could sell that could, you know, bring in a good amount of money. Or I could see the running back at a school having that happen. But at what point is that is that almost unfair then for the other kids who is on the golf team, who is a state champion golfer, but really can't sell anything. Is it, isn't there a line of fairness that needs to be drawn there too? Yeah. So we're, we're that's another great question, John, as always. Um, Thank you. That's another thing we're worried about is the exacerbation of what would be perceived inequities, actual inequities. So we know that football and basketball, there are big money draws. Now there are most popular sports. We anticipate that um, opportunities for high school age kids as with collegiate level, um, players. We're going to see much more of the NIL benefits being directed towards those high-profile sports, those student-athletes in those sports. It's not going to be the same for a golf or a field hockey, or certainly not to the degree in terms of numbers. We might have a couple of collegiate golfers that are already on, you know, looking at the amateur tours, future pros, um, and they may enter into contracts, but you'll see far more of our football players, basketball players, uh, percentage-wise, that will benefit from the higher degree contracts. In the high school area, if, um, 
you know, we've we've got some high profile kids now that are looking at seven figure NIL benefit contracts, we and selling their their NIL their selling product, uh, entering into entrepreneur status, which they can certainly do. We just are concerned that they're not. We don't want them doing that with the high school jersey on their back. Don't sell their name associated with the high school jersey. That would be really disruptive um, to the team itself, we think, and the culture of the high school experience. However, if they have their own product design, it's got their name on it, they're known for being a terrific athlete, you know, this is the free market element to this. They can go out and sell. And we hope there, again, for high school kids, there's a lot of support for them, for their family, um, so that they don't get misled, misguided, or into a situation without a healthy exit strategy. Should there be an injury, should there be a decision to go in, a, in one college pathway or another, if he wants to go to a Nike school and it's an Adidas school, where's the contract? So there are a lot of complexities that could come with this. Um, <clears throat> so we're concerned about that. But the professionalism, um, we're really trying to draw our line around the actual association with the school versus association with just being a talented athlete. Dr. Niehoff, last question for you as someone who has been a teacher since the late 80s, been an athletic director, been a principal, you've served in this, you know, director role for quite some time now. At what point do you look at this and does it concern you as someone who is an educator that that you could have a problem on your hands here? And, and is this something that that worries you moving forward that there could be? the potential for certain athletes at the high school level benefiting from their name, image, and likeness? Because I feel like there's a lot of parents out there saying this could only end up doing some bad things. And there's a lot of parents who say, well, this could help my kid go to college. So it's like, how do you toe that line correctly? Yeah, another great question. So some one of the examples is the, the lower-income, really talented athlete that has a chance for a contract that could actually help feed its family or her family. And um, so we absolutely respect that situation. In with, with those opportunities, again, we just want guidance there. We want education there. If that young person needs to make a choice about switching to a private school or some type of athletic developmental academy so that they're out from under state association bylaws that might prohibit that from happening, um, we hope that there's guidance there. So it's the right choice, right process, and right protections. There will be a handful of those, certainly. But our fear is the prior clause that you shared, that without guidance, without structure, and without a, a proper system around this, a lot of bad things could happen. Agents are in it for the money. They're like sharks in the ocean when it comes to scouting for talent. They're doing it now. Um, from a recruiting lens. So now throw in NIL benefits and they can create some pots that are pretty sweet looking for kids and maybe not the healthiest. So our concern is that there will be bad actors out there that are going to get something shiny in front of our kids and some poor decisions are going to be made that in the end, the young person's only going to get hurt um, or not engage in the appropriate pathway to education. Um, not have a good exit strategy, be, find themselves in conflict with collegiate decisions, or even through college to the very rare few that go pro. Will there be 
contract problems there that they have to get out of um, for a family. Do they have to pay taxes on this money when they turn 18? Are they playing in 20 states with 20 different tax laws? So it gets even deeper into the weeds. Without the appropriate guidance, we are worried that in the high school level, there'll be a lot of bad actors, maybe some good ones as well. We'll see. But we just don't have a system in place that that really does delineate what a healthy experience would look like. If you're a high school student athlete in your public school, wearing that jersey, what can you do, what can't you do? If you're outside of that, what can you do? What's going to keep you safe? Um, so that really this any opportunities are, are truly win-win for the young person and the family. I, I feel like there's a, a probably a, a three-hour conversation that could happen around this very topic. And uh, Dr. Niehoff, we, we always appreciate your time so much and uh, wish we had more time to do it this morning. But I appreciate everything in the 15 minutes that we've spent here. Uh, Dr. Carissa Niehoff, the Executive Director of the National Federation of State High School Associations, Thanks for joining us, Dr. Niehoff. Thank you, John. It's always a pleasure. You guys are terrific. Keep up the great work.